Hello again, it's your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley, back for another episode of the History Comics Podcast, this time with part two of the history of quality comics. When we last left off, we listed off a numerous uh, number of the comics and characters that Quality had created, and now we're going to continue with a few more along with how they ventured into the larger comic universe and ultimately landed at DC. Besides introducing new characters, Military Comics number 1 in particular called for America to start getting prepared to enter World War II, though hit comic number 10 on April 1941 was considered an anti-war story. Features number 42 on March of 1941, though, had the heroes fighting a thinly disguised dictator after designed after Adolf Hitler, and in National Comics number 48 on December of 1941, it predicted the Pearl Harbor attack. Busy Arnold ended up being questioned by the FBI over this story. The Pearl Harbor attack was also depicted in Crash Comics number 23 on May of 1942, along with Smash Comics number 33 and Hit Comics number 22 on June of 1942. This would be part of a larger focus for Quality Comics as the company and its characters were going to war just as the United States was. With the United States entering World War II, the heroes then got into action, with even the spirit enlisting on October 27, 1940. This was true in real life as well as his creator, Will Eisner, enlisted in the armed forces along with many other of his creators like Gil Fox and Reed Crandall. Those that stayed behind would fill in for them such as Lou Fine and Jack Cole, who picked up the daily spirit strip for Will Eisner. By 1942, the characters in Quality Comics were going to war as well while the operations of the company returned to New York City. Jack Cole even had fun with it, depicting Plastic Man on the cover of Police Comics number 13 on November 1942 being chased by kids looking to collect rubber for military service. Meanwhile, due to his military service, Gil Fox resigned as editor but still provided features when he could. John Beardsley would step in as editor, but he was quickly fired by Arnold when it was revealed he knew little about the comic book business, replacing him with George Brenner, a longtime editorial assistant. 1942 also saw an expansion of various quality characters, with Kid Eternity first appearing in the Hit Comics number 25 in December 1942, and Captain Triumph in Crack Comics number 27 on January 1943. Kid Eternity was created by Otto Binder and Sheldon Madoff, who, after nearly dying in a German U-boat attack, is granted the ability to summon any historical figure or even an animal by saying eternity. Captain Triumph was created by Albert Androlu about his twin brothers Lance and Michael. When Michael was killed in a hangar explosion, Lance is later visited by his ghost, informing him that if he touches his birthmark, they can merge and form superpowers to fight crime. Both of these characters would run until 1949, and their creation ultimately met an end to Quality's relationship with Iger Studios, as the company started to produce his own, their own work in-house. On the personal side, Busy Arnold never liked working with Jerry Iger to begin with, so this wasn't a huge loss on their part. It was during this same year that another significant Quality comic character, Manhunter, was created by Tex Blaisdell and Alex Catsby, first appearing in Police Comics number 8 on March 1st of January 1942. The character, Paul Kirk, first appeared in a series of stories in Adventure Comics number 58-72, to where he was simply an investigator who solved crimes, with Manhunter just the title of the feature. In Police Comics number 8, he was remade into Dan Richards, now an aspiring police officer who donned the guise of Manhunter to clear his friend framed for a crime. The character would later have several iterations when he was integrated into DC Comics, notably being a race of androids that protected the galaxy before the creation of the Green Lantern Corps. By 1944, most of the comic book features ran to 15 pages and quality became so popular with their war books that its sales rivaled DC and Marvel. 
Due to his own military service, Will Eisner would sell his half-stakes and hit in military comics while Honor attempted to expand the quality line with Plastic Man, Blackhawk, and The Spirit, but all failed after just two issues. While Plastic Man was meant to be a subversive take in the superhero genre, the entire genre itself was fading as the World War II was coming to an end. From 1937 to 1945, Quality Comics only published its original seven anthology titles, along with a handful of standalone titles based on their most popular characters, such as The Spirit and Blackhawk, mostly due to being limited by the United States paper rationing due to the war effort. With the war over, Quality expanded its lineup in 1946 and 47 with five new humor titles, rightly understanding the public was tired of war titles and wanting something lighter. One, all humor comics starred various cartoon characters such as Hickory, who was so popular he was awarded his own title in 1949. Of note, during this time, a young Charles Schultz sought work at Quality, only to be turned down by Busy Arnold. Of course, Schultz would go on to create the legendary Peanut Strip, but one must wonder if he did it at Quality under the new, instead of the, under the newspaper syndicate. Will Eisner did return to the spirit with the intention of rebuilding the comic, while in 1949, Harry Stein replaced George Brenner as the editor-in-chief of Quality Comics. Dick Arnold, Busy's son, would also join the company. With the superhero genre fading, the company moved on to humor comics with titles like The Barker and Curly, along with westerns and romances. Busy Arnold would also buy out his shares of the companies from Register and the Tribune, renaming it Comics Favorites. The comics continued to be a success, with Blackhawk selling 600,000 issues, while Plastic Man still sold 400,000. By 1949, three of Quality's anthology titles were renamed with the contents dramatically altered, with Smash Comics becoming Lady Luck with number 86, December 1949, Crack Comics becoming Crack Western with issue number 63 in November 1949, and Kid Eternity renamed The Buccaneers with issue number 19 on January 1950. Other flagship titles were canceled, with National Comics ending with... with the issue number 75 on December 1949, feature comics with issue number 144 in May of 1950, and hit comics numbers, with number 65 on January 1950. Military and police comics continued because they contained the popular features Blackhawk and Plastic Man, though military would be renamed to modern comics with issue number 44 on November 1945 before ending in October of 1950. While Arnold only dipped his toe in the Western comics, he would dive headfirst into the romance genre, which exploded with the creation of Young Romance by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, which they produced by for Prize Comics in 1947. With World War II over, readers were, were choosing love over war. Thus, Quality, like many other publishers, were willing to supply this new demand. The company would produce titles like G.I. Sweethearts, Love Scandals, and Untamed Love, which sold fairly well at $250,000 an issue. This would be a trend of quality's last years as any new titles were in the romance, western, or humor genre. With the explosion of the romance genre, a new subgenre emerged with the Good Girl comics, which appealed to boy readers with its depiction of beautiful women. While the heroines of these comics were often involved in various tales, from humor to adventure, they were also shown in suggestive poses and various states of undress. Quality added to this with Billy Ward's Torchy Todd, which started as a backup feature in Doll No. 8 in spring of 1946. Originally a Daffy Blonde who appeared in Army publications during the war, she would be awarded her own series in 1949, though it would only run till September 1950. She would later be, jo- be joined by other good girl features like Lassie, Peachy Peach, and Choo Choo, who appeared throughout Quality's various series. Even Lady Luck would have some uh, good girl moments with the occasional panel of her addressing and showing off her underwear. 
Behind the scenes, Busy Arnold decided to buy out the Register's new share of the Quality Comics, which was initiated in May of 1950. The Register was willing to sell, as well as comics were still doing well, the revenues were starting to decline. Arnold ultimately paid $140,000 to Register and Tribune, who also were paid $1.8 million over the years from their original $1,000 investment. Afterwards, several titles that were recently launched in 1949-1950 ended up being canceled, with no one, new ones being produced until 1951. Blackhawk and Plastic may continue to be great sellers, though the newsstand started to complain that quality was overprinting the runs. Nevertheless, their continued success re- remained due to Arnold's knack for employing talented artists, with Dick Dillon taking over for Reed Crandall and Blackhawk, while Jack Cole continued to produce Plastic Man. However, Will Eisner would end the Spirit newspaper insert on October 5th of 1952. This would be fortuitous timing for the creator, as comics were under public and political attack, eventually forming the Comics Code Authority that would severely restrict the content of comics for years to come. Torchy itself was affected, as well as the overall romance genre, with characters now remaining clove, while the violence was toned down in other comics as well. Ultimately, this would lead to the end of quality itself. Seeing the change in the industry, Busy Arnold decided to branch out into other areas, along with purchasing a winter home in Naples, Florida. In 1956, Arnold Magazines was formed, in part to replicate the success of Hugh Hefner, who was having his Playboy magazine, which was launched in 1953. Of note, Arnold was approached by Hefner about doing a nude magazine years earlier, but passed on the offer. Now seeing Playboy's success, Arnold would create his own men's magazine with classic photography and modern photography magazines, which produced risque photos in the disguise as art. Classic, for example, would have a fashion photographer and pinup model Bunny Jaeger on the cover. Plus, since they were in the larger magazine format, they could operate outside the CCA. However, that didn't stop the U.S. Postal Service from denying the magazine's second-class postal rates due to being obscene. Arnold also expanded to other genres with books like Terror Detective Story and Crime and Justice Detective Story magazine, which would feature early stories by the likes of Harlan Ellison. Other publications including hit crossword puzzles. However, the American newspaper company, Quality's main distributor, folded, leading the company to move to Charlton Press as Arnold's last attempt to keep the magazine distributed. Ultimately, Arnold would attempt to sell his comics titles to Al Grennett on December 18, 1956 for $28,000 and all of his outstanding debt notes. Unfortunately, Grennett didn't have that kind of money, so Quality Comics was folded with no notice or severance given to his employees, something that was quite our character for Arnold. Ultimately, a dozen titles would end up being canceled afterwards, with the characters eventually sold to DC Comics. Of note, one character Arnold kept ownership of was Blackhawk, who was already starring in a serial and radio series, but didn't license the comics rights to DC on a monthly royalty basis. The characters DC were not able, or also not able to acquire, though, was The Spirit, Lady Luck, and Mr. Mystic, along with features from hit and military police comics, as well Eisner still to retain the rights to those. Summer quality comics would later be reprinted by IW publicly during the late 1950s and early 1960s. While many of Quality's employees and creators would move on to other jobs, one star, Jack Cole, would have a tragic end, committing suicide on August 13, 1958 after a long battle with depression. This would come as a surprise as he had recently gotten a job at Playboy magazine along with a contract to produce a newspaper strip for the Chicago Sun-Times, essentially still in, still in the prime of his career. His wife, Dorothy, said the only thing she could think of was that he had recently had an argument. She would quietly remarry and disappear from the public view. Cole is, of course, remembered as the creator of Plastic Man and being one of the most innovative comics artists of the Golden Age. In 1991, he was inducted into the Jack Kirby Hall of Fame and later the Will Eisner Hall of Fame in 1999.
As for Busy Arnold himself, he would enjoy a lengthy retirement in Florida and staying out of the comic book business, outside the occasional interview request from historians. He passed away in 1974 from cancer of the jaw, his lasting legacy being the founder of Quality Comics, one of the most innovative publishers of the Golden Age. As for the comic books and their characters his company left behind, DC Comics would take over many of Quality's comics and even picked up the numbering, with Blackhawk with number 108, GI Combat with number 44, Heartthrobs with number 47, and Red Hood Tales with number 7. They also introduced Plastic Man into the larger DC Universe as he first appeared as a character in the House of Mystery, number 160 on July of 1966. In 1972, writer Lynn Wayne introduced the characters of Uncle Sam, the Phantom Lady, Doll Man, Human Bomb, the Ray, and Black Condor as the Freedom Fighters in Justice League of America, number 107 on September of 1973. In the issue, it's revealed that they reside in Earth-X, a dimension where the Nazis won World War II. They eventually get their own comic that ran from 1976 to 1978. Kid Eternity would be integrated into the DC Universe, but with another acquired property, the Marvel family from Fawcett Comics where he first appeared in Secret Origins number 4 in 1973. Since he had a similar origin of Captain Marvel Jr., as they both lost their grandfathers during World War II by Nazis while they were on the water, it was decided to make Kid Eternity his brother, now Christopher Kit Freeman. He would make a frequent guest appearances in World Finances and Adventure Comics. Grant Morrison would later give him his own series under the Vertigo imprint in 1991, before the character joined the Teen Titans in 2009. In 1981, writer Roy Thomas created the All-Star Squadron, which featured the Phantom Lady and Plastic Man. He also gave the Golden Age origin to the Freedom Fighters in issues number 31 to 35, where they left Earth-2 for Earth-X, a world where the Nazis, as mentioned before, had won World War II. Finally, in 1986, DC's Crisis of Infinite Earths event merged all the various companies and universes together that DC had acquired over the years into one continuity, or at least attempted to, and that, of course, included quality comics. Some changes afterwards were having Miss America replace Wonder Woman as a member of the Golden Age Justice Society of America. Following Crisis of Infinite Earths, other miniseries and events were used to flesh out the integration of the quality's characters in the DC, along with many other companies and the characters they had acquired over the years. That same year, Will Eisner would detail working at Quality Comics, specifically in the creation of the Spirit newspaper supplement, in his semi-autographical graphic novel, The Dreamer, though it was mostly a fictional account based on Eisner's memories. For example, he claimed to refuse to perjure himself when DC Comics sued him over the creation of Wonder Man for the Fox Syndicate, though the court records showed he did just that. A notable miniseries was The Golden Age, published from the summer of 1993 to the spring of 1994, which featured Starman, the Jester, the Spider, and Captain Triumph that followed these Golden Age superheroes adjusting to life after World War II as McCarthyism starts to rear his head. Written by James Robertson with art by Paul Smith, the series would receive wide acclaim, with Jeff Johns citing it as, as inspiration for his future run in the JSA comic book. Artist Joe Quesada later helped revive the Ray with writer Jack C. Harris, relaunching the character with a new series in February of 1992. This time, Raymond Ray Terrell, the son of the Golden Age Ray, who originally believed the exposure to the black sunlight would kill him, thus forcing him to stay inside and earning the neighborhood nickname of Nightboy. However, at the age of 18, Ray learns of his heritage and that his father, on his deathbed, tells him that he kept him out of the sun so as not to activate his powers, as the child would not have been able to control them. At his father's funeral, Ray even learned that that was in fact his uncle, while his real father, Happy Terrell, was very much alive and encouraging his son to become a superhero, which he eventually does. Kaseya's innovative art made this new Ray a success and has quickly become a recurring character in the DC Universe. 
Notably, he made his live-action debut in the Arrowverse shows in the CW, portrayed by actor Russell Tovo. Black Condor was also introduced integrated into the DC Universe, with the original quality character now a World War II hero who is part of the Freedom Fighters. A second Black Condor, created by Brian Augustine and Rags Morales, would be killed off in an Infinite Crisis crossover while the third and current one, created by Jim Palmolotti, Justin Gray, and Daniel Acuna, gained his powers of flight from a Mayan spider goddess Takoti, being of the Mayan descent, and is now a member of the current Freedom Fighters. In 1993, Quicksilver was integrated into the DC Universe, but his name was changed to Max Mercury in Volume 2 of Flash No. 76 by writer Mark Wade, so as not to conflict with the current Marvel speedster who had appropriated the name Quicksilver. Not the first time DC has had to do so, as Captain Marvel from Flosset had to change his name to Shazam, as Marvel has since created their own Captain Marvel, thus appropriating the name trademark. Under Wade, he was originally a U.S. cavalry officer from the 1830s who was granted super speed by a local tribe of friends. Thanks to his powers, Max Murphy is able to travel to time, eventually bringing into contact with the uh, Flash and the rest of DC Universe speedsters. He has remained a steady character in the Flash comics and DC ever since. In 1997, Alex Ross produced a prestige format miniseries starring Uncle Sam, using the character to tell the history of the American and the society, providing commentary on his darker times. In addition, the character was updated for appearances in The Spectre by John Ostrander, who is now a spiritual entity created in, a cult, in an occult ritual by the Founding Fathers, who is invoked by a talisman who, that takes possession of a dying patriot. As a result, Uncle Sam takes different forms, from Minuteman during the Revolutionary War to Johnny Reb and Billy Yank during the Civil War when he was split in two. Another notable miniseries was JLA Destiny in 2002 by writer John Acrudi and Tom Manota, which helped revive some more quality characters such as the Marksman and Midnight. In the four-issue of Elseworlds series, Thomas Wayne uh, formed the the, the Justice League after his son Bruce is killed in a robbery. And that is a rambling and too brief history of quality comics, which under his founder, Busy Arnold, ushered in the numerous classic characters like Plastic Man and Blackhawk, done under the legendary creators like Will Eisner and Jack Cole. While the company no longer exists, its stories and characters live on through the larger DC comics, showing it's truly earned the name, Quality Comics. I would like to thank the chief source for these episodes, The Quality Companion by Miles Kuhlman and Jim Amash, a great and thorough history of the, com- the Golden Age Company, complete with interviews, art reprints, and a catalog of their titles. A must-read for any comic book fan. changing up our presentation while keeping the candidness that you enjoy. We'll cover all your favorite shows and movies with maybe a few surprises along the way. And you, yes you, will have opportunities to be on our show on a regular basis. That's right, you've got the Zoom Pro account and we're going to use it. So be ready. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com and esonetwork.com and on all the socials at nerdblisspod. Nerdbliss, listen up. And now it is August 24th, uh, 2023, time for the favorite comic of the week. Dark Knights of Steel, number 12, by Tom Taylor and Jasmine Putri, which concludes this epic uh, limited series about a medieval Game of Thrones-style version of the DC Universe, in which the DC heroes and their various kingdoms rally together to take on the White Martian threat without everyone making it out alive. 
this is a great conclusion to the series. It shows us how great uh, Tom Taylor does with these alternate universe Elseworlds. I'm still calling them Elseworlds. This is what they are. I don't care about this black label junk. Uh, stories and really does a great uh, like it makes the characters both unique and recognizable of course I love the twist that Bruce Wayne Batman and uh, Superman Kylo are actually half brothers that's a nice that's a nice touch to everything and how they integrated Alfred and John Jones together was a very cool touch as well and it's just a great character moments. and also uh, Putri's art is gorgeous it's like a perfect blend for this medieval fantasy style and best of all according to the ending we, we may be looking at a sequel to this great series because it was fantastic it's one of my favorite Elseworlds stories come out in recent years and this is a great read in general. So yeah, looking for looking for a great new limited series. Uh, if you haven't checked out yet, check out the Dark Knights of Steel because um, okay, I'm not calling it a classic gift. I'm pretty sure it will become one pretty soon. And with that, we will conclude with this uh, final part of the history of quality comics. Join me again next week for another history uh, comic books podcast episode. And until then, go out and enjoy yourself. Good comic book.